Hello, how are you? How is your weekend? All right. So much going on. So much. Apparently, Tom Brady just went to the Super Bowl again on his new team. Yeah, in Tampa. So he's not having any deal with shitty New England weather either. So win-win. <laughs> Can you imagine? That guy has been around for 20 years in the NFL. People have hated that man. He's handsome. He married a model. He's in like every second Super Bowl. And he wins. And he wins. And he wins. And I think a lot of NFL and sports people, when he moved off to sunny Tampa and now New England tanked, they didn't make the playoffs. I don't even think they had a 500 record. And I think people thought the, the mega powers of Brady and the Patriots was dead. And look at that. Dude made it to the Super Bowl again. So I think he has more championships than fingers. <laughs> Just kidding. By this point. So it's amusing. Um, as someone who enjoyed how that franchise was run and the professionalism of them. Yes, I get they were called cheaters and whatever. But to me, there was that thing called the Patriot way. And if you were a shithead, you got cut, traded, you were gone. You had to hold yourself to a certain mark of sportsmanship, which I believe is dead now in most modern sports. So as much as you hate that team and as much you hate a winner, they had a bad team this year. Tommy moved on, so I think maybe he's proven he was the reason they won. I still think Bill Belichick is a Sith football coach <laughs> who just has all these superpowers. But they do what they can, and it's pretty amazing that... A team could be winners for 20 years like in my time I'm trying to think what would rival that before like leagues that had maybe six eight teams because you can't count like 60s Boston Celtics or old Montreal Canadians for hockey or Yankees pre whatever and even Major League Baseball there's no salary cap so you can't really it's not fair I think at one point I heard the Yankees make more off selling the rights to their radio broadcasts than the entire Brewers franchise is worth. So it's not fair. So baseball out the window. Even though, yeah, you could argue it's either Boston or New York who've been in the league for like a hundred years. So how is that also fair? But yeah, to be dominant for 20 years and Tommy's still clipping away. So I would like especially if he's in his swan song like last year or two, it would be funny for him to give this big F you and just be like, yeah, still winning. So kind of funny. So yeah, he just won that. <laughs> what else is going on? It's a busy fucking week. Aside from it, we finally got winter. It's <clears throat> minus 35 with wind today. So I'm amazed I got the Jeep actually fired up. But I bought a little booster pack it looks like a giant cell phone battery i'm amazed it has the juice to boost anything but it's this little battery pack you hook it up to your battery so you keep it inside all day it's warm and just boom the thing fires up so it's a nice little boost for these days and i think it's supposed to be back up into like minus eight in the next three days so thumbs up for global warming in a place where i'm used to minus 40 winters all the time so no offense the uh the polar caps can melt if I get mild winters. <laughs> so what else is going on? Um, the White House has new 
tenants, landlords, renters, whatever you want to call them. <laughs> the Bidens have moved in. And so, yeah, I think Trump, Twitter will have to find a new pastime because it's the end of what they call Trump derangement syndrome. So the people that went on there to bitch about Orange Man for four years straight, they can still do it, but he's not there anymore. So we're going to have to find new things to uh, bitch about politically. I do think, not that I want to see bad things happen to our furry little neighbors to the south, but... I think the first two things Biden did when he got in office, because everyone thought he was the coming of Jesus, kind of like they thought with Obama. And I think the first two things he did was he rolled his army into the oil fields in the Middle East, and he removed something that Trump did to lower the price of uh, insulin. And so now, actually, medicine costs more (laughs) on his first day. And so, I don't know. When you sit back, like I said, I watch a lot of uh, Jimmy Dore. And after listening to him, he is kind of angry and over the top. But at least I'm getting a non-paid version of what's going on down there. And so it seems like a one-party system where it's the same uh, puppeteer with his hand jammed up two different parties' butts. (laughs) So Republican, Democrat, they're all the same. It's just shades of evil they're all corporatists it's funny how everyone keeps talking about 1984 the book and i keep needing to read this thing because it's from the sounds of it it's about how corporations take over and that's kind of what i wanted where i wanted to go today in talking is because there seems to be we've hit this point now where things like twitter facebook um, youtube all these things They're corporation-owned, so it's not a government, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Utility. And so it's this slippery slope we're on now because now these companies, depending on their views, can punt people. So it's not, don't get me wrong, there's some people on each extremity that it would probably be good to stuff a sock in their mouth, but the point I'm at now, especially as... A podcaster. I don't think I would appreciate because of my views, me being turned off and having years of work deleted or being told that I can't talk anymore. Just based on, I get it, like, I don't think I'm extreme by any means or go after people. I'm a recovering internet troll. Like when Facebook first came out, I was probably a horrible human being and just wanted to be an asshole and I grew up, I feel like a lot of people never grow up, and I get it, but I guess what I want to say is there's a block button. I have the leader of my province blocked and his predecessor blocked because I just don't like hearing their shit. It get, It's out there to get people riled up, and it serves no purpose. So as opposed to filling their comment section or their Twitter thread or whatever it may be with more anger and hate and vitriol I block them and I'm done I don't see the people that are on attack with them I don't see the people that buy into their shit or support them I just if I don't like what you're saying or selling I mute you I block you fuck I don't even have a Facebook private account anymore I have the one to run the page for this that's it and 
I've kind of been creeping in and reading Twitter a little more lately. Probably need to dial it back. But there's a few things I do like to keep up with. But other than that, I just clip along. I know a lot of the time, and it's a practice now that I try to maintain, is sometimes I will catch myself kind of with a knee-jerk reaction. I'll type something out, and there's so many times where I just delete it, close the window, and don't. It's not worth my time. It's not worth the added blood pressure, stress, whatever, and just wanting to get into this pointless back and forth with strangers, and what's worse with everything like at least Facebook's not as anonymous but a lot of these other formats everyone's going by what I like to call their matrix name there's Neo and then there's Mr. Anderson right and so everyone's going by Bob 61249 and you don't know he can hide you can if you're really slick about it you can get a VPN you can get an anonymous account they'll never know who you are where you're from whatever and you can just be a ripe asshole all day on the internet and ruin people's lives and so just stop you don't like them block i get it maybe with the ones where it really is you it's hard to avoid those toxic relatives and people around you but i'm trying i really am another good thing that's kind of stuck in my head this last little bit and i've heard it a few times now i don't know if it's kind of the trend of things talking about it online and the things that I watch or listen to. But now in the last week or two, I've heard this phrase a few times and it's really sticking with me and it makes a lot of sense. And it pretty much is you're the sum of the five people you spend the most amount of time with. And I really like that. And I would like to think that I've curated... Uh, the people around me, the people I interact with, and those that I put the effort into reaching out to, whether it was my Christmas cards or texting or Discord or whatever it may be, I like to keep in touch with those who matter to me and say, hey, how are you? It's not going to be weekly, um, hopefully monthly, but I just, you you reach out, you say hi to them. And I have that small inner circle, for fuck's sake, it's probably not even five. That's how much fun this pandemic has had on me. But I do really like this notion that you're the sum of the five closest people that you spend your time with because it makes sense because even if you allow one horribly toxic asshole degenerate in there or a person, it could be, like I said, a family member or someone that's just been a friend for a long time and you just deal with their shit. But if they're one of those five people, they're going to be... in pretty much 20% of your makeup and your day-to-day activity and mood and who you are is one-fifth of that person's total vibe and it can drag you down like one-fifth is more than you think like think if 20% of your day is tanked it's just so yeah I like that notion the one-fifth you're or at least that you are the combined kind of person of those five I, I really enjoy it so I am I think I had heard it years ago and I'm revisiting it and I've heard it quite a bit lately so at least it's made me think about who do I talk to who do I reach out to who do I even listen to what am I reading what am I interacting with is it positive is it negative um, 
how much of that can I fiddle with to even make it even better to have better people around me, better interactions. And then that brings me up. And then maybe I'm, and this might be the even bigger piece of it, whoever I'm one of those five people for, I hope that I'm that positive, uplifting, better piece for them to kind of help them get through their day. And hopefully the other four aren't dicks (laughs) that they're dealing with and I'm the only positive thing. God knows I'm probably not. But still, it's a great notion. I like it. Kind of get your stuff down. And just be kind of aware of who you're surrounding yourself with and kind of helping and improving it on a daily basis or just maybe seeking out more like-minded people. It might be harder. You may have just moved. And during a lockdown, things get tough too. And it's not easy. Like I know when I... You have points in your life where you think there's this core group of friends around you and then all of a sudden I've changed industries or changed companies and then it keep you realize how fast some relationships dissolve and how fickle some friendships were. So for the ones that have lasted through the years, the job changes, the life changes, the relationship changes, the family changes and everything you've gone through, if they're still there. And if there's still a positive influence in your life, let them know. It's not hard. And that's what I think I did over the Christmas break. And I'm going to keep it up. Not that anyone's getting a Valentine's card. (laughs) But that's a whole different story. What else has been going on? Oh, where I was going with the um, tech companies taking over. I kind of got derailed there. But I got a bunch of stuff I want to talk about. So... The whole thing with private corporations now, they're the ones with their fingers on the sensor button. So Twitter. And now I think the list is, it's like the top 15 social media things have all, like even Pinterest or something like that, has they've all punted Trump, whatever. He's not the president anymore. But, but for the president or the leader of one of the main countries in the world to get silenced... And I went back. He says dumb shit, but he hasn't said anything that's bannable. Like, people want to say that he incited those riots to the Capitol. And I went and found his tweets. They're honestly not that bad. He's an asshole, and he's not someone that you should look up to and vote for in the first place. But they let him through, and they picked a weird place to finally put their foot down. And I don't think corporations should have the ability to silence people, just carte blanche, left, right, whatever. Let people have access. I get it. There are rules. There's laws. And so there's enough laws in place that if you threaten someone or you dox them or ruin their life, then you can go through the court system or to the police and report them. You don't need these extra layers of curation. I get it. There's some horrible people out there. But once again, like I said, at least to me, that's what the block button is for. Let everyone have their voice, but know when to build that wall. And just don't listen to them. And then they can scream into the void or 
the fancy term now is these echo chambers because everyone with like ideas are all in these groups and that's the problem with these identity politics now is everyone is just they're not talking with people with other ideas and ideologies everyone's in what they call an echo chamber so you're just talking with people that have the same thought patterns same beliefs and so it sounds like you it's a whole bunch of you with your same ideals and you're the only people that you're interacting with and that's not healthy for things to move forward you need I guess I hate how they say the left and the right, but you need people with differing opinions all getting in a room together, talking stuff out and finding the best way forward. And we have stopped that completely. We the second we find someone we don't like, we want them canceled. Look at Gina Carano. She's an actress on The Mandalorian. She has very conservative views. She's not a fan of masks. She says some stuff that is very conservative and old school or just kind of what some people consider old-fashioned mentality and a lot of people on twitter are just screaming to have her a fired from mandalorian and b kicked off the platform and then of course there's the hashtag movement on the other side to because they like her to and they want her to keep her job on the show and we shouldn't come to this you shouldn't cancel people because of their opinion if their opinion is horribly wrong or misinformed, try to provide them with facts, information to change it. If they're unwilling to listen or are stuck in their ways and you've proven what they say is wrong, move on. Don't talk to them. Like I said, block them. It's not hard. But we're so wound up and on the verge of like, a spring that's about to snap. Um, and it's just, we're all wound up so much and we go from zero to a hundred on the hate scale. And it's not necessary, especially for people you've never met or celebrities. Who the fuck cares? It's just, don't get me wrong. There's celebrities I like. There's people I like to listen to. And there's people's opinions that I look up to. But I'm not gonna, it's just, it's ridiculous. Most of them I don't even want to meet anymore. There's maybe one or two people on this planet that I would be like, I think it's worth meeting them and I don't think they'll upset me or ruin kind of what my mind thinks they are as a person. Because I think more times than not, that whole don't meet the person you look up to because they'll probably disappoint you in some way. So I got a short, short list of people that I would, and I would only want like, to say hey thank you I looked up to you at this point or to be like hey you're an inspiration thank you and I don't want to hang out with them it's I've got my friends I got the people around me that support me and you 10 to 12 lovely listeners on a regular basis (laughs) but it's nuts and it's we idolize the wrong things we idolize now corporations have out of control power and it's just what do you do you can't get away from it google owns youtube so they have so much say in all of that and pretty much as your video is uploading it's checking for words for certain phrases and it'll shoot you down and you'll never get monetized before you can even finish uploading the video and that's startling power to me 
especially when they flag certain subjects and things you can't talk about. I get when it's maybe COVID misinformation, go boom, bring a halt to the video. That's great. That's fine. But they're doing it for political reasons and points with certain demographics and certain people in the country and that I don't like. So, and they're even changing their algorithms for who's going to the front page. So if they like you, they're going to put you on the front page ahead of someone that might get a million more views than the people you like. And so they're skewing things. And I get it. There's the whole argument of private company, you signed a term of service, you got to live with their rules. But it even goes back, I don't know if anyone ever saw when Tim Poole was on the Joe Rogan experience talking about how Twitter only applies the rules to certain groups. And it's true from what I see. Like if you're a rank idiot, you'll get kicked off there for being stupid. Whatever. Once again, block those people or give them warnings or something. Don't completely pull people off the platform unless they're breaking the law. But once again, that's the law's job to deal with them then. And so I like when Joe kind of brought him on and Jack, who runs Twitter. I think he's the CEO, Jack Dorsey. And it was nice because Tim got to grill him about why does you ban this person, but not this person. They're saying kind of the same level of hate crimes or they're doing the same level of stupidity on Twitter. Why is it only... And he had a lot of examples that were very... Republican right-leaning people getting banned and then a lot of leftist celebrity people who were doing the same kind of thing they weren't getting touched and so it's the whole it's a private company they can do what they want fine so now I don't know how much people watch or listen but once Trump got punted off all the A-tier platforms of social media all of a sudden i think google and apple pulled parlor which i think is the main alternative now to twitter and they pulled the app down so then all of a sudden where all the right-wing people were flooding the the trumpies and the people who were banned on the a-tier platforms were kind of going to these places and now you can't even get that app and so not only do you have the tech industry and Silicon Valley making the rules, deciding kind of in a weird way who comes, who goes, who has a voice, who's punted, because they're not evenly kicking people off or banning people. Um, even a platform like Twitch, they'll punt a guy for streaming topless when what does it matter if a guy's got no shirt on or even tank top? But then there's some of their female streamers that they'll give second, third, fourth, fifth chances to. And there's even one lady in this area of the country who's one of the main female streamers. Um, she's fed her cat vodka on the air. She has yeeted her cat <laughs> over her shoulder across the room. And I think most recently she had a nip slip on air. And she heard, she got a 24-hour ban for the last one, I think. And she even said, I'm giving myself 48 or else people are going to lose their shit. Because she knows she's in the crosshairs of favoritism. So, I'm rambling. But still, it needs to be, to me, tell me if I'm wrong. 
the gates either need to be wide open and fair or the rules need to be applied justly to everybody where there's no if ands or buts when it comes to it not an arbitrary will ban you but not you kind of thing whether it depends on your opinion your views if they align with the corporations um that or break up all these big tech companies and maybe make some of these things a utility who knows um i had a bunch of other shit to talk about but i seem to ramble on those for a decent amount yeah tom brady biden free speech the other stuff is here nor there um if you're a big marvel person i do recommend wandavision it took me till this weekend to finally sit down and watch them if you're kind of a marvel geek and know about Scarlet Witch and kind of some of her exploits over her career and some of the background stories with her. Um, pretty cool. Some of like I I like watching the Marvel stuff because I'm not all in. I'm a DC guy. So if they're sliding stuff that's non-canon, non-comic accurate by me, I'm not gonna get it hundred percent. So I may enjoy the story more as opposed to a Batman thing, which I'll scrutinize, or if it's anything on the CW I just fucking don't watch it because it's trash and so WandaVision is great from what I know of her Um, I jumped on board with Marvel regularly around the time of Avengers Disassemble which she was and House of M which she was once again the main focal point of a lot of this stuff so if they're going in that path it's so cool and I also enjoy the throwback to the old like leave it with beaver um all the old family sitcoms of the 50s 60s and 70s and so watch it i don't want to spoil anything if you haven't seen it because it is worth it there's i would say watch it and then go onto youtube and there's a bunch of channels that are of nerd caliber that make me look like tap water and so and they have videos that are like here's the 68 easter eggs that you missed in wandavision and it's like you watch it and it's just things from the back of the newspaper that he's reading or the artwork in the background or the commercial over here or what kind of toaster she's using i think it's like stark brand toaster that's not a spoiler at least but it's like the level of detail and the different levels of what they're hiding and trying to make it there for casual fans and the hardcore fans i like that so if it's anywhere in line for the quality that Favreau put into Mandalorian and to me redeemed Star Wars from the shit like 80% trash movies since Disney took over, I hope that WandaVision kind of, we've got a nice kind of break after the last Thanos movie. It's been a little bit of quiet, or at least I think it has been. So let this TV show kind of let launch us maybe into what they call phase four i like it now that i've watched a lot of those videos with the neat little easter eggs and things and the name drops and who and their kind of theory crafting about who the characters might be from the last 80 years of marvel comics and the history of uh, scarlet witch and mutants and the whole nine yards and that universe i'm excited so hopefully the show pans out i like the old sitcom vibe Um, when I was a kid when my sister would go off to piano lessons I would sit there and I would watch those cheesy shows like 
uh, Gilligan's Island, I Dream of Jeannie, Beverly Hillbillies, um, all that stuff. And then up through the 60s and 70s, because there's kind of montages or what are the, what's the, how to, I'm so dumb. Um, they kind of tip their hat to these shows and um, it's neat to see that because it's a kind of a genre that if you aren't a Gen X or a boomer, you might not get these references. Bewitch, that's what I'm trying to think of. Um, and they kind of pay tribute to these things in a really cool way that's not cheesebally. Like it has those elements of cheesebally that if you're old enough, you'll pick it up on it, right? Like it starts with their beds are separate, like in the old 50s sitcoms, because you couldn't have the actors in the same bed, right? Like things used to be so strict back in the day. And it's just, it's neat to see them tip their hat to that. So I recommend it. Go watch it. Have some fun. Assess who the five people are around you, like we talked earlier. And have a good week. <laughs>